This episode is brought to you by 12 Ounce Sports Radio. 12 Ounce Sports Radio is your home for online sports radio shows. Over 30 different shows from hockey to basketball to wrestling and soccer. No commercials, no BS, just bold sports talk from people not afraid to be honest. Listen live through the 12 Ounce Sports Radio website or tune in app. That's for your iPhone or Android. That's 12ozsportsradio.com. What up, what up? No shortage in hockey this week. We got the Olympics going on. NHL, big upset in the Western Hockey League the other night. Tons of stuff. Canada. Oh, man. Disappointing. Is it bad for Canada, or is it more good for the Germans? How about those Canadian women? I mean, should a shootout decide that gold medal game? We'll get some of those D1 rankings. Huge weekend. Probably the biggest weekend in college hockey coming up. We got Denver and St. Cloud. And, of course, we'll get to what's trending. Twitter's been electric. Another 5,000 view video. That's all to come. World Hockey Report with Cody and Adam starts now. Do Canadians suck at hockey? No. Then, uh... They kind of had a disappointing week, if we're going to say that. No gold. Even I on all ice sports. Curling. Ice sports, we're bad. I think we're going downhill. Everyone else the is only, getting better. We're going the downhill. Only ice sport we're, the only ice sport we're good at is ice dancing. We're an ice dancing country now. Ooh, I forgot about that one. We are an ice dancing country. We're electric on the... Is it, so is it, they call it a dance floor? You call it the dance floor? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a hybrid. I'm sure Adams tore up the dance floor a couple of times. Yikes. Yikes. That might not be a story to tell about the Calgary weekend. We'll get to that a little bit later. Other other Olympic stuff, though. I think Canada, they've picked up the most medals in the history of their Winter Olympics or something. You know what's outrageous is how we're still getting beat by, like, Norway, Germany. I think Netherlands has a ton of medals. Like, do these countries, like, just practice the winter olympics is that what they do i think so because norway's leading it all and they literally get like two medals in each luge and bobsled event how do you practice the luge where do you just go for that like do they just have like summer tracks or do you have to go to the north pole i don't have you ever seen a luge track or a bobsled track like that shit's big those are those are long tracks i don't know how you'd practice just like go down a big hill or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of like in Hot Rod when he's telling him what his safe word is, and then he just shoots him down the freeway. <laughs> it's like, move over, kids. Get off the toboggan hill. We're practicing the luge tonight. The luge exactly. and the skeleton, which I think skeleton's the one where you go down head first, correct? Yeah. That one's crazy. Could you imagine going 110 clicks head first down an icy path on, like, two skates? Or do they have those... They look like those skates or the boot blades. You know, when you're a kid, like, you got those, like, the straps on the boots with the two blades. Like the Canadian tire ones. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Those, like, uh, the dual blades that you strap on. It's like that. And there's a piece of plywood on top that they just lay on. Go hauling down. That's actually crazy. And then they, they're daring enough to go doubles. Yeah, um, that's messed up. It's not for me. What's worse than sending one person on a death trip? Let's put a second on there. 
Make sure they got helmets on, though. That's going to save them. That's incredible. The IOC is uh, putting people's lives at risk. So, Gilbert Brule. Today, that was crazy. Brule absolutely ran over uh, German David Wolf there. Uh, disgusting headshot. Definitely sewered Canada in our uh, disappointing, you know, a little bit choked still. A little bit choked still. It hasn't set in yet that we just got, I don't know if you want to call it like handled by the Germans, but they outplayed us pretty heavily for 40 minutes. And we lost 4-3. That's uh, not an easy one to swallow by any means. The Germans really dominated, though. you got to give them credit. They were uh, spectacular. They capitalized on their chances. They only had 15 shots, but, I mean, they had numerous posts. They missed and had a few times on some good chances. That was a, that was a crazy game. Canada started to dominate in the third a little bit, but it was too little too late, and... Yeah, we got a coach by Marco Sturm, out of all people. Former Shark. Former San Jose Shark. That's, uh, I got a, I got a crazy scenario for you before we get to any chal talk. Um, what happens? They were saying Marco Sturm might be looking at an NHL gig. What happens if he coaches the Oilers? Would that work out good with Dreisaitl being a German as well? Like, is that going to be like a possible connection? I think you'd like go back to San Jose as an assistant or something like that, but it kind of depends what happens because a lot of head coaches pick pick their assistant coaches, so I don't know. Hey, if Todd McClellan gets canned, I he's done good with the Germans. I mean, they beat the Swedes. They're on like a five game heater now. They're uh, they're legit. That that kid in net with three last names. Well, not a kid. He's like thirty three years old. He's been spectacular since, like, 2016. He's got, like, a 930 save percentage, 1.5 goals against. He's been ridiculous. That's a pretty incredible showing for them. Let's get to the previous game, though. Uh, the Canadians, they beat the Finns 1-0. Big shutout effort. The D-man, did you see that play where he absolutely blew up the Finnish guy? Ran him right into Ben Scrivens. Hurt Scrivens, and now he was done for the tournament. Yeah, it was like the 2006 Oilers Cup run where I think it was Marc-Andre Bergeron or Dwayne Rolison. That's a, that's a solid comparison. I, You know, around that time I was watching the NHL. I was probably pretty choked that the Oilers were in the Cup Finals and not the Flames, so I might have taken the option. But, yeah, Scrivens gets dusted, done for the tournament. Then, like, the next period, the same D-man tried the thing Absolutely tossed Buddy into the net. Luckily, he missed uh, Poulin there. That would just... Can you imagine? Injure two of your goalies in a game just by hitting people into them? That would be uh, disappointing, to say the least. But the whole tournament was. I mean, even now that they get a chance to go to bronze, some people are like, oh, well, they still get a medal, but it's bronze. Are Ooh. we going to medal, though? Well, I mean, we lost the checks earlier, so now we got to play them, and I don't know. That's... uh. How they've been playing is good. They they played good against Russia. That's uh, they held them two goals. One of them was Chintzy. Should not have been called. Did you see that video? I threw it up on Twitter. There, that was that was absolutely nuts. The international hockey IOC whatever they've got that crease violation rule right where you step in the crease and they blow it down. Yeah, that Russian guy was literally there was definition in the crease. He jumped, he landed back in the crease again, 
It was borderline goalie interference they challenged. I don't think it was really goalie interference. But Buddy had two feet in the crease, and they didn't blow it down. That mind-boggling how you can... That's supposed to be a black-and-white rule. This isn't Brett Hall versus Dominic Hasek in 99. I mean, this is like two feet in, you video-reviewed it, and you're still going to say that's legal when the whole tournament, even Canada, got called numerous times today for a crease violation. I mean, Rene Bork's toes were barely in. They're blowing it down. That's uh questionable. I I I mean I gotta throw out some conspiracies. Rush is definitely enjoying some bedtime with the IOC or what's his name there? Rene Fissel. Oh yeah. Guy's a loser. Absolute loser. Every time I see him on TV, just turn it off. Power button instantly activated. Other Olympic stuff though, Canada today. That's a tough one. I uh Really don't want to talk about it too much, but you got to give the Germans some credit. I mean, that one kid goes through the legs to tap it home. A pretty cocky play. Marcel Gotch and Christian Erhoff, their two biggest NHLers, really didn't have to carry the team. I don't think Gotch has a goal. I think Erhoff is like one and four. They're they're really just a full-out team effort. That's why I give Sturm some credit. I mean... He's got a, a team that's buying into their system, and honestly, if they can frust- frustrate the Russians, they got a chance. I can't see the Russians taking that play well. Yeah, and I don't want to say it because it's so cliche, but they straight up outworked Canada. You know, a couple of those goals, nobody was back-checking super hard, and it was just laziness. <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, it means a thousand times more to Germany than it would to Canada, so... It's good to see them win, and I know some people might not be happy with them throwing off their gloves and sticks or whatever when celebrating, but honestly, go at it. It's your best finish in years. That was awesome. I mean, hey, I get it. You might not be the best team in the world, but yet again, you still just beat Canadians, and realistically, we should have one of the best teams, if not the best team still without any chellers, and got to be fair and square by a bunch of uh, Deutsche Elite League players. That's... uh. Hey, that's a huge win for them. I There's a part of me that's bitter with the Canadian loss, but yet there's a part of me that's happy that, hey, it could have been the Americans that beat us. It could have been the Swedes. Way rather would have had it been the Germans. So, hey, kudos to you. Big performance, though, by that uh, attendee with three last names. I already brought that up, but made some huge saves. Canada's power play was pathetic. I, what did they finish off? One for seven? Two for seven. It was not pretty. And the the problem I have with that is if they're going to bench some of their better players on the power play, don't make it your top D-man. I mean, Chris Lee has been the anchor of this team for Jeepers. I, I, I mean, how many times or how many world championships has he played in now? Like two or three, being one of the yeah, best defensemen in the KHL. They got him on the Olympic team. He's got three apples already tonight. We get a power play with nine minutes left. And whose ass is glued to the bench? Chris Lee. That no didn't make sense at all. They The worst part was they, they scored and then they played for a minute, whatever. Germans take a penalty. So Lee's already been on the bench for a minute. TV timeout. So what's that, 30 seconds, 20 seconds? 
and then they don't start him on the power play, and he gets out there with 20 seconds left. He's got to break it out from his own zone. Like, there was no point. It was stupid. It was a, that was a garbage call. I don't know who's making those calls. I hope it's not Willie, but yeah, that's a that's a bad one. Then uh, Maxime Nero on the back end. Good shot. He got a great goal against Finland. Hey, congrats. He blew one past the goaltender. Let's not try that shot from the corner of the blue line on the boards on international ice every time. Like, he's just firing from outrageous angles. That, I don't know, is it PJ Stock, who's the guy on CBC now, who's annoying me, but he's like, oh, well, Nero's got the, one of the better shots if he was in the NHL. Like, you know, this guy's unreal. He had, like, four shots blocked. That's, you, you can't have that. I get it, Germany's throwing their body in front. Come on. I mean, that's a... Uh, you've got to get that puck through. It doesn't matter if it goes wide and bounces off the boards. It's better than just plastering into someone's shin pads. And, I mean, it's coming out of the zone all the time. Yeah, and as a part of the thing about having a really good shot is your ability to get it through. That's huge. That's, uh... Hey, speaking of another guy with a really good shot, Shea Weber. I think they called him done for the season. I was hoping that tweet would take off. I thought it was funny using the family guy, the Peter Griffin thing, but hope he gets better. He's going for ankle surgery, uh, tendon replacement or something like that. Crazy. That Price is probably done too. What happened with Price? I, I completely missed this. They announced that he's out indefinitely with a con- uh, concussion, so I think that probably means that he's done for the year. Oh, shit. That's, uh, that's a tough one. You don't want to... Those concussions, they all add up on you. I think he's had numerous before or one or two before he's had some sort of uh problems in the past so let's hope that doesn't toll on one of the best goaltenders probably would have been the canadian goaltender if they allowed any chellers this year i'd have to say him holt beauty the front runners would love to see mark andre Fleury, but you know vegas isn't gonna get the credit they're all they're all locked down there the vegas flu gets everyone They've been still ridiculous at home. They are unbelievable. Okay, one more thing about the Olympics. So, that Canadian game, the women's game, that was uh, pretty crazy. I know I know you watched the game there. You were texting me the whole time. I, I caught most of it. Caught probably the last two periods overtime, then the, the dreaded shootout. Yikes. You blow a lead, kind of get outperformed. Usually I'd be, like, more mad about it. Obviously, I was really, really depressed after the game, you know. I think Augusta got stopped, and I was watching with seven or eight guys, and we were all just, like, laying there, just kind of, like, staring at the floor. But I think that, you know, at the end of the day, the better team won. Uh, over time, how many passes did we complete? Two or three, and it just looked like we were so tired, and we could play about four or five players who the coach actually trusted, and... In overtime, we had probably a hundred one on fours, and they had probably a couple like three on twos or whatever. But you know, the better team won. I think it kind of showed in two thousand fourteen where our older players weren't what they once were, and now uh, in two thousand eighteen, the Augustas, Booners, Johnstons, they didn't look how they used to, and we lost. But usually, I'd be more upset. But you know, and people want to talk about the refing, but. We got a power play in overtime, and if you don't score enough four-on-three power play in overtime, you probably don't deserve to win. What more can you ask for? I mean, that's uh, 
perfect scenario. They've been dominated all over time. They get a chance with a minute 30 left. You get one shot. That one backdoor shot, the Tendi made a nice save on. Other than that, it was useless. I mean, they were just happy we could kill the overtime, go to a shootout. Now, one thing, yeah. we, we lost we lost in the third on a breakaway. That shouldn't have happened. I mean, that's a missed assignment for sure. But yet again, I, I don't want to... I'm not going to rip on the goaltending. Zabados was good. Zabados made some solid saves in the shootout. She also got absolutely undressed. We'll get to that in a bit. But that breakaway, low glove shot. You know, if they if they start Lacasse in this game, we saw how good Lacasse was against the Americans in the round robin. She basically stole that one, heavily outshot. Man, that's a hard pill to swallow to not start her again after seeing that great performance. And that's that's not against Sabados there. That's uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm still not sold. Don't like how they handled the goalie situation. Everyone already knows that. That's a absolute joke. No team rotates three goalies through the round robin, and then picks their goalie who beat what South Korea. Who I don't know who Sabados beat in the round robin, but not a good one. I don't know. I mean, if you're to pinpoint it, other than Outworked effort. Well, what do you say went wrong? Uh, probably just our or their youth. I think, as I said, our older players are a fraction of what they once were. And USA had a lot of younger players. I know Knight's not that young, but she can still skate a lot better than our team. Um, yeah, we just didn't look very good in that game. The better team clearly won. Uh, all our like we just didn't look good, and in overtime. How many times did you see us? <clears throat> how many times did you see us make an actual play, or in the defensive zone we just looked so nervous? Where, like, I think Fortino was out there for about seven minutes, and then on the power play, I didn't get why we hadn't played the catcher or whatever number four for about three periods, and then it's like, sure, go out there on the power play with a minute and a half left, and she bobbled the puck in the blue line, and it wasn't good. But yeah, Lecatcher definitely dropped yeah, the you, ball. That was bad. Yeah, and as I said, usually I'd be a lot more mad, but the better team won, and it's been 20 years since we lost, so. As as much as I hate shootouts, um, there was some nasty goals. That uh, that one-hander, unreal. Was that Davu? Davu? Yeah, Davu or something. Davu, Davu or something like that, you know. Nasty one-hander, and then uh, Jocelyn Lamoureux. Oh my goodness. That was, uh, I don't know if it, if it made it seem better because Zabados went on a trip to North Korea, but Lamru, I mean, that's a world-class move. That's a kick fake, little toe drag, little fake to the forehand, little tuck. That was nuts. That was probably, trying to think about it, what better shootout move have you seen this season? Not a lot. I haven't seen one that compares to it. That was uh, straight up one of the best I've seen. Hate to see games get ended by a shootout, though. Let's talk about uh, the announcer. Let's talk about which one. There's. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, th- Mark, I think I feel Mark like I know Lee's who you're unreal. talking about. Mark Lee, yeah, I he's uh, Mark Lee PXP. Guy's got a sick Twitter handle as well, and he's unreal. How many games did he do? I think he did every female game, it felt like. Okay, probably not actually and, every. And some men's games, too. 
that guy's a machine. I've done two play-by-play games in a day, and at the end of it, I'm like, all right, well, my throat might not be good tomorrow. Like, I, I might actually not have a voice tomorrow. This guy did it for over a week. Plus, he's a machine. There is no way to put that. No other way to put that. I mean, that was... And he's good. I, I actually um, enjoy listening to him. He's kind of got one of those... He's got a good voice, obviously, but he's also intelligent about the game. Yeah, and he... he I remember he called Jordan Eberle's first goal on Hockey Night Canada, where he toe-dragged the Calgary Dean and went back on shelf, but... I don't know why he doesn't do CBC games anymore. Like, he's way better than, like, Dave Randorf or Paul Romanuk. Probably more expensive. We don't we don't pay enough taxes for him. Apparently. And then the color commentator's not very good. Oh, my goodness. We're not going to mention names on that one. But, uh, yeah, she is... It's painful. It's actually bad. I was, I was sitting at a bar watching the game. Uh, the Chiefs boys went out, so that was pretty fun. But we're sitting at the bar, and we gotta listen to it because they've got that uh, they've got it playing, and everyone's like, "What the hell is she saying?" It it doesn't make sense. A lot of it comes off like mumbled. It's, I mean, she's gonna be talking about something three minutes later. There's just no consistency. I honestly. If she didn't have that hockey resume, at least get her some training or listen to some of the other better color commentators out there. Because it just ruins the game when your nonsense is actually just pissing off people watching. You're like, why is this lady talking? Just shut up. I'd rather watch the Zamboni. Yeah, not to. it actually has nothing to do with her gender. But no, she just says... She just says such obvious things too. It's uh, this wasn't in the tournament, but I was watching a Flames game, and Jankowski shot and scored. She goes, "Oh, he's got an NHL shot there." Yeah, no shit, he does. Like, and just like those types of things where it's like, you know, they they just they're they're really working hard behind the net. It's like obviously it's a gold medal game. Like, and she like gives no input to the game where you're like, oh, mm, I didn't know that before. Like, you know, Ferraro does where he'll say something about his playing days or something that's happening in between the benches or just something like that. But she gives no input. It's just cliche after cliche. I played in the Olympics 30 years ago. Cliche. That's a very good summary. I I, I like Ferraro. I mean, we've, we've talked about him on the show. He's great. He's he's had some funny ones. He's uh, You can definitely tell he's anti, anti-college and anti-European. It's kind of funny to hear some of that stuff that he says, but end of the day, he's pretty brutally honest. He's not afraid to call a spade a spade, and he's got that hockey knowledge. I mean, you can tell that he's, I don't want to use a cliche as we're talking about that, but I mean, he's a student of the game. Like, he's played, his son's now playing, he's up to date with everything that's happening. And you know what, he, he's seen a ton. That's uh, simple as that. He's definitely one of the best, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's awesome, and like, who else would you rather listen to a game with him and Chris Cuthbert? Because Cuthbert's pretty good too. I like Gordon Miller. If I'm uh, gonna be picky about this one, I, I think Gordon Miller. The selling point though was the hey Jordan Everly again. We're bringing him back up. Uh, the the goal against the Russians, World Juniors. There he tied it up. 
The, the can you believe it? That one. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Piers gotta peep through there out of the gopher hole. Drop out his, uh, two cents. But yeah, he's, uh, one of my favorite. I think Gordon Miller. All in all, though, the, the broadcasts, have you seen some of those CBC things? I know people are ripping on them pretty hard on social media, but we've, I mean, they've missed like the first 10 seconds of periods numerous times. It's not like a one time occasion. It's like we're always showing up late to the party. Well, this one, this was the, this isn't that similar, but how about, I think it was in the second period of the gold medal game, the Canadian player chipped to pass the American D-man, and it was right at the offensive blue line. And they, like, zoomed in on the puck as the American defenseman took out our player, and they still, like, have it on the puck, and then all of a sudden there's a penalty, and we're like, well, what do you mean? And then they showed an overhead angle because the puck, it was focused on the puck spinning. <laughs> there was another, uh, I don't remember what game it was, but it was one where it was in the red line and they dumped it in. Like, you know, just a normal dump. You expect the camera to swerve to the left and it just stopped and it stayed there. I mean, not like we're watching my hockey TV anymore. This is the national broadcasted game and we can't even figure out the cameraman. That was, uh, disappointing to watch to say the least. There's been a lot of that stuff, even, even for other Olympic events, like, we'll show up and someone's halfway down the half pipe. Like, all right, well, hopefully you show a replay. So if not, well, I just wasted some of my time watching these stupid commercials that are paying, uh, yeah, giving the Olympics some more money so they can run shootouts. Not a fan of seeing games. There was a lot of shootouts in this Olympics. The Czechs won a couple. Obviously, the Americans over Canada the Americans lost one in the quarterfinals too in men's. Yeah, that was against that was against the Czechs again. That's uh, I don't mind seeing it in round robin because I get it. You don't want to be there all day watching some game that hardly matters. But in the finals, semifinals, quarterfinals, just let them play. Honestly, I would rather see them duke it out five on five for continuous overtime. I, that's more exciting. I mean, if someone's going to try tell you that double and triple overtime isn't exciting, they are lying to you 100%. Those are the best games to watch. Not some shootout to signing a gold medal. But, like, how big of a problem has it been the last two years for Canadians? Like, we lost the uh, 2015 World Juniors, or it was, I don't know, 2016 or whatever. Whatever one was in Montreal, shout out Connor Ingram. Uh, yeah, we lost that one to the States in a shootout. And then last World Championship, we lost to Sweden in a shootout. So I guess we got the triple crown here. Why do you Canadians suck at the shootout? I mean, I'm a shootout specialist. Ask anyone I've ever skated with in my life. But that's that's goalie and player, just to, to clarify that. I've got that backhand dangled down to a T. Plus, I honestly, this is not this is going to come off real cocky. I don't remember losing a shootout playing. I played in some pretty big shootouts, like like growing up all the way until juniors and stuff. I played in a good amount of shootouts, and I was hardly ever on the losing end of that, so that's why I didn't mind him as a player. But watching him, you're like, this is pathetic. I don't like this. It's slow. It's really not that interesting. The Canadian-American one, I'll give him. They had two great goals. That was interesting. 
How about every other person trying to go five hole or fumbling the puck? Like, come on, this is, yeah, I get it. It's a big stage. It's nerve wracking, but yeah, that's, uh, not pretty to watch. Not fun. I don't see how it helps anyone other than they just got to end the game earlier. Continuous overtime. Bring it back. I'd be a lot more pissed off about it if we dominated overtime or something like that, but we had next to no chances, so oh well. Okay, I just got a notification on Twitter here. Taking a look at this. Someone retweeted that Gilbert Brule hit, and they said, is Kevin Stevens playing? Who's Kevin Stevens? Do you mean Scott Stevens? Kevin Stevens is, um, I know what he's talking about there. I have no Um, clue. Explain it to me. Well, Kevin Stevens played in the NHL. He played for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, and in the conference, in the division finals in 1993, Rich Pilon, like you went to hit Rich Pilon, shout out Saskatoon. You went to hit Rich Pilon, and he hit his visor, and he knocked himself unconscious. Like they like kind of like smacked faces, and he knocked himself unconscious, and like that's when his NHL career kind of ended. How do you know this guy? I well, it's it's because Rich, and that's like what Rich is. That's not known for, but like it's it's been like a big talk of his career, and it's all over. Like there's been a bunch of features on it and stuff like that. So I'm just looking up Kevin Stevens right now. Yeah, he played in the show until 2002. Interesting one. Hey, he played Muskegon Lumberjacks. Some Pretty people cool. are such clowns on Twitter too, where they're just like looking for the fights. Like I think my tweet about the Lammer was playing like Marshawn. Some of your replies are like, they've always played like that. Where have you been? I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's one women's hockey tournament a year. And if I miss the game, I miss the game. But, like, yeah. And then our boy, Ings, Connor Ingram, he said, God, I hate shootouts. And then somebody replied with, oh, yeah, like, why you lost in one, hey? And then somebody's like, that was the point he was making because he lost in the shootout. Like, <laughs> like, and people are just out there to kind of, like, cause fights and call people out. It's like, you're not funny. Shut up. I love Twitter. Twitter is actually so funny. And hey, shout out, there are uh, over 5,000 fans. Adam, uh, that means the boys are getting sweaters. We're getting hooded up. Thanks to 12 Ounce Sports, of course. Boys are getting set. Scott Moyer, guys electric through the Olympics. Shout out. Tess and Scott officially dating. You see that? Oh, man, I was almost in tears. Happiest man in Canada. But he's been absolutely in one for the past two days in South Korea. They're going to be lucky if he doesn't get arrested. I mean, he's double fist and beers. He's yelling at the refs, yelling at the Americans. Even today at that curling game, he was literally delivering beers to people. I seen that video. That was so funny. I was like, yes, that is what it means to be a Canadian beauty. Scott Moyer, true hero. That was hilarious. That was probably my favorite part about the Olympics is seeing him just absolutely bombed yelling at their refs. But yeah, he's awesome. That guy's a legend. He's the best. I really, uh, I didn't, well, I can't say I jumped on the bandwagon. I've seen him a couple of times skate before, but this Olympics being their last one, they're the flag bearers, it was obviously huge. So, you know, you really follow along with them. And then seeing some of those stories, like uh, Craig McMorris talking to Scott about, like, when he started playing hockey and why he didn't play anymore. Like, you really start to actually like the guy, and then all of a sudden you're like, this guy's actually a beauty. Like, he is a total glue guy for the entire Olympic team entire country now i mean who else there's uh sean germain 
Shout out Chinook Hockey League, uh, Rachel Holman's husband. Double fisting beers at 9 in the morning in South Korea. Just to clarify, though, I would too if my wife was horrendous at curling over a tournament. Got absolutely embarrassed by every other country. We're supposed to be a curling country, and we did horrible. Yeah, was, was, was she bad. was really bad. At least the Kevin Cooey, at least he lost to the American guy who was curling like 96% or whatever. Like, that guy was really good. That guy had some but, swag, too. Like, showing up backwards, ball caps, sweatpants. He looked like a legend. Like a true that, guy that got in one before the semifinals. The women's was really disappointing, though. Like, Holman, I, there was a couple of shots where she would need to just get it to the button for three. And she would be short and, like, bump another rock and get one or something like that. Like, it was actually ridiculous. Yeah, that was... Well, even Kui. I watched some of it yesterday. Like, there's a there was a chance they could have had a four-end. And just went and clearly clipped his own guard. That's, uh... Get all technical on everyone here with uh, the curling talk. But missing shots on big stages just was not a good... Not a good showing for Canadian curling. End of the day. Should be winning gold. No uh, questions there. It's it's, so, it's basically like hockey. I mean, I wonder when the last time the Canadian men's and women's teams haven't won gold. Like, one of them. One or the other. It's got to be a uh, way... Probably nine, 98. Yeah. Nine, okay. 98 or 94, because women won from 2002 till 2014. And the men won in... They lost in 06, but they won in 02, 10, 14. So, yeah, probably in the 90s, yeah. Okay, so we're talking 20 years. We're talking uh, close to Cody's lifespan. We're uh, get getting close there, not to age ourselves, old or young. Hey, Olympics has been fun, though. I've uh, enjoyed watching it, enjoyed staying up late. Big event tonight, Mark McMorris. How does he do? I'm not waking up tomorrow if he doesn't win a gold medal. <laughs> it's good. that uh Sebastian Tutant. He's been good also for Canada, so Perot too. Yeah. Max Parrot. That's a a great guy. Great name, actually. I've heard numerous people call him Parrot. Makes me laugh every time. Makes me wonder if some people do live under a rock. I mean And then there then there's the people with the audacity to call you out and be like Wow, you woke up to watch this hockey game, or you stay up till midnight to watch figure skating? It's like, bro, it happens every four years. You know, live life a little bit, drink an extra beer, stay up late, wake up early. I mean, it's start drinking at five in the morning. If you want to watch the game, want to stay awake, might as well. Pour some extra Baileys in that coffee. That's what I did this morning. Hey, great game, Canada, Germany. It It was really... It's those type of games that, you know, they're just not the same if you PVR it. If you watch the replay, you got to watch it live. It was uh, worth every second of missed sleep so far. It's a once every four years deal. That's uh, Olympics are pretty cool. I do enjoy it as much as we rip on some of their stuff. Pretty cool event. Wish it was coming back to a normal place. So, like, what do we got? What was 14? We got... It's basically three Asian countries. Russia's not part of Europe. Fun fact. Ever, all the announcers are saying that. Use Google, you idiots. Like, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Russia's basically Asia. So there's Russia, South Korea, next one's Beijing. 
That's like cross the world, horrible time zones. No one's gonna go. It's uh, I don't know. I wish they would rotate it better. You know, the World Juniors does a good job. That's uh, they do good at that. It hasn't been in the states since I think two thousand two. So true. It's uh, the Canadian one was cool. I uh, twenty ten Vancouver. That was a a pretty special one for sure for a lot of Canadians that did get to go out there. Not me. That was a uh, disappointing, but. I could see it going to the States. They're talking about the Summer Olympics there, though, aren't they? Like, uh, Los LA Angeles. Or like that. Yeah, like LA 2026. Questionable. Questionable place to have the Olympics, but it's a money grab. It's, uh, whoever's gonna pay for it. Definitely. IOC's not gonna say no to money. I mean, they're the biggest scams out there. Yeah, the IOC, um, I don't really agree with a lot of what they do given the, shootouts in the gold medal game and all that but you know it might even be a worse league or organization or whatever than the ioc organization that sounds like it's crime going on the national hockey league gary bettman what a guy what a guy great guy tries hard he's gonna be busy doing some trade calls over the next couple days here though hey there's been a couple already um who uh grabner Grabner got dished off to New Jersey. That's a, that's a pretty big one. Our, our boy Kemp's Toontown boy. We were talking about him last show, too. Fun fact, did skate with him over summers. Good old Goltech. Shout out. It's uh, back in the day now. Got traded for Wedgwood. Tobias Reeder. Reeder's a German, isn't he? Yeah, he was. he used to be on the Oilers, but they traded him for Kale Kessie, who's now on the East Coast. Great guy, tries hard. That's all I gotta say there. What did you think of that Grabner trade? I honestly, to say I know something about Rykov would be lying. Second round pick as well, gets dished on. Do you think uh, Rykov was worth the trade? I can tell you anything about him either, but what a bum. I think, for, I think for Grabner, like you gave up a second round pick for a guy who has twenty five goals. Um, he only has six assists, so it's kind of weird, but. 27 goals last year, 25 this year. And he's probably, he's one of those guys who's meant for the Eastern Conference playoffs too, right? Where, you know, there's a lot of speed, not as physical, but you need speed. And as you probably know, that Pittsburgh won that way last year and the year before with Rust and Sheary and Gensel. But yeah, you need speed and giving up a second round pick for a guy who can play in your top nine isn't a bad idea. Why would they trade him in conference, though? Or in division, whatever you want to call it. Why would they trade him to New Jersey? Where, I get it, you're not going to have to play against him in playoffs because your team sucks and you're selling farm. But you do realize you're going to have to play against him in the future. He's got 25 goals. you got a second-round magic bean. Okay, well, going there, you're going to play with Taylor Hall, Henrik, those guys. Good chance he resigns. I mean, New Jersey's got something half decent going on there. They got that uh, Heischer. They've they've got something going on. I don't see why Grabner wouldn't think twice about re-signing there. That's uh, could see it happening. I mean, UFA. What's that really mean? But for a second round Magic Bean, I mean, there's been a uh, a lot of busts going that second round. So I would have rather seen New York get a more prominent prospect. But that's because I don't know much about Rykov, and he's a Russian or Belarusian, something stupid, so questionable. 
Yeah, and then, I don't know, it Grabner helps the Devils and the Rangers getting a second-round pick for a guy who's probably going to leave. Sure, go for it. Uh, I like the Kemper trade, though. We were talking about last week how he's probably going to get a, a decent contract for his next one after signing for the league minimum. And he was, like, top three in goals against and save percentage. And then, sure enough, Arizona has a need for a starting goalie, and he's a guy. Good old Sasky boy. Can't say that enough. What a, what a province. What a place. Camps has been good in L.A., and now... Hey, the, the coolest part about that trade is he's finally getting paid. I mean, get the man paid. He's been having a heck of a season. He was pushing Jonathan Quick for starts in L.A. That uh, shows so much for a guy making league minimum. What's that, 650000 Yeah, 650000 My goodness, that's a rip-off. Like, any team in the league, even getting him now, what's, he's getting 1.8 around there? Give yeah, 1.9. Okay, okay, 1.9, so... Under two mil. Who's not going to want that as a backup? Has there been a better yeah, backup? I mean, Harry Soteri went on a sick roll. Don't get me started about that guy. Like, he has been... He's got to get a good chance here soon. I can't... I mean, unless Luongo retires, Soteri's got to get traded and get somewhere where he's going to play. Because he's now pushing his prime. And I like that kid in net. He is... Ooh, yeah, definitely a fan. He was really good for them. And then, well, I guess they got James Reimer, but I guess he fits in with their other Finn Barkov there. Hey, Finnish guys got to stick together. Bring in a Just, line Okay, in. well, staying in the Scandinavian province or whatever countries, uh, does Eric Carlson get traded? Well, you had a blog on that. It was uh, pretty stupid. No, no, I'm not. Just uh, pulling the chain there. It was, it was pretty good, actually. I... The thing I liked about it was I've seen a lot of, uh, let's go with higher up people. We're not going to point out where they're from. They've, they've done a lot of pieces on it. It's kind of been something that's been talked about, but no one's actually given any reasonable where he could go and what he could get. It's kind of just like, I don't think Ottawa can re-sign him. And it's like, okay, well then what the hell happens next? Like, like give me something else. So yeah, you went into good depth there. You brought up three teams. I'll say two of them fit in good. I don't think the Oilers can... Yeah, yeah, that was just kind of a throwaway. I think the Devils or Preds fit in better. Devils or Preds? You had, did not have either of those. You had Vegas and Tampa. So now you're going back on your blog, and we might have to talk after this. You could be fired, but... Yeah, I, th- I thought Tampa was a good one. I mean, that's going to be an expensive uh, defensive core since I got Hedman. Tampa's in it to win in the near future. I mean, they got a three-year span where they've got a very good chance of going to numerous cup finals. Why not yeah. give up some of those young prospects who aren't going to help you win now? They're going to be good in the future. They're not going to be Eric Carlson good. I'll tell you that for free. That's uh, If, if he goes to Tampa, what do you think that they uh, trade for? Just first off, if he goes to Tampa, their window's two years because then They'll lose either him, Kucherov, or Vasilevsky, probably two of the three after the 2019 season. Now, I'm not going to say that because, I mean, you got to hold the farm there. What happens if one of those guys, let's say, I mean, it's not likely, let's say one of them bombs in two years, just has a horrible year, 
Vasilevsky can't start half the games. He's got a four goals against average. He's got a Cam Talbot save percentage. Like, what happens there? Then, then you're getting a pretty good, you should be getting a pretty good bridge contract if he chooses to stay in Tampa to win. I mean, already, there, there's, there's scenarios. Ah, uh, what's Vasilevsky? He's still young now. He's three and a half. He was like three years, three and a half per. So that'll take him to twenty-five. But I bet you, if he gets to unrestricted free agent, somebody throws money at him. Ah, uh, you never know. I mean, maybe someone decides, or maybe Vasilevsky decides he wants to win. That's uh, I still think it's a possibility they can keep him. And they still can win, but ah, uh, who, who's going to turn down a couple extra mil? Right, that wouldn't be the worst in the world. Exactly. Yeah, I think Tampa makes sense, and you asked what they should give up, or I think any package would be around Sergachev, the D-man they got from Montreal for Duran. Uh, probably Sergachev, and then they have a couple guys who played World Juniors, like Howden, Sorelli, Kachuk, Joseph, Calfoot. Your favorite D-mans. Calfoot. Clone a kid. Like, it'd be, like, one or two, like, Sergachev and a prospect. And apparently, like, Tyler Johnson also, although Yeiserman said that he's not trading a player off his roster, but I'm sure if it came to it, he would trade a couple players for Eric Carlson. I could see it. I could see it. The other one you brought up was Vegas. They got the cap space. If they want to make a big impact, they could do it. How likely, give me a percentage and uh, and an idea here, but how likely do you think that actually is? Carlson to Vegas? Yeah. Oh, like half a percent. Like not even just because that they've done such a good job of getting picks and prospects and I mean it would make sense and it would be a lot cheaper for them since they would have the cap space to take on Bobby Ryan's contract. Because you're you're probably paying half of what Carlson's worth if you take on Bobby Ryan's contract. But yeah, I, I don't see it happening. Um Apparently Nashville's talked to him about it, or talked to Otto about a Carlson trade, but I don't know who else could get traded. Probably, like, Rick Nash will be gone. He was a healthy scratch yesterday, just precautionary. Um, Patrick Maroon has a practice in a couple days. They say he's hurt, but I think he's probably packing his bags. I also seen something about Mike Green to Tampa. That was one that I had... uh put out there a little bit of insider info eh? uh yeah i heard mike green's in tampa so we'll see dotchin dockin i'm not sure and pekka a couple of names that were tossed around with that i'm sure they're gonna have to throw in draft picks obviously it's uh, not gonna be a one-for-one deal for mike green but interesting to see who gets uh, on the move there um let's move on to some juniors WHL Swift Current Broncos climbing that CHL top 10. They upset Moose Jaw 4-2 on Wednesday night. Tied now for the top in the East. What are the odds? Or I'm, who, who are you picking to finish top? In the East? Uh, actually, yeah, Moose Jaw. I still, just because I think that adding Kale Clegg at the deadline, they just kind of, like, really put themselves over the top and Swift Current doesn't quite have that type of demon. Like they have a couple of good ones like Manulin's alright decisions, but I think that Clyde just puts Mushja over the top. 
I don't know what the schedules look like for the end of the year, so I can't really uh, speak on that. But, hey, Swift Current pulls off a big win over Moose Jaw to say they can't keep it rolling. They very well could. So pick up that extra point, get ahead of them, gives you an easier first round, and you don't have to have that stupid second round semifinals against one of the best teams out there. Yeah, exactly. And the Blades, yeah, we we're kind of talked about this off air, but they uh, the way they've been going, they could overtake Brandon, who's just fallen completely off since the deadline, which was expected. I mean, you sell off your two or three best players, and you know you're going to expect to not win as many games. But if the Blades right now they're six up on PA with the game in hand, or PA has a game in hand, so that's four up if you're assuming PA wins it. Uh, two back of Brandon, they play Brandon twice more. And if they get the first wild card, they play Medicine Hat and then either like Lethbridge, Kootenai, or Red Deer if they won that series. So it's a lot more open going through the central. Thing is, Brandon's got two games in hand. They're already up by two points. So winding down the season, it is getting pretty close. You know, they're really cutting it close for a comeback. They would have started this two weeks earlier, guaranteed. They can jump into that spot though. Hey, all the power to you get a series with Medicine Hat. That's a lot better than the Moose Jaw Warriors. I'll tell you that for free. Moose Jaw starting to rack up the losses. I mean, they are they're past ten. They're five and five. That's a pretty subpar team. I know you're high on Kale Clegg. Swift Current's gonna take over that East, buddy. That's um. I think I think they're gonna biased. Do biased. I'm not from Swift. I'm from Saskatoon. That's where I was born. Raised and warm in Saskatchewan. The most mediocre subpar place on earth. Warmond. Pretty cool new rink though. It's a solid barn. Compared to the, did you ever play in the old Warmond Diamond Arena? Uh, back in the day, I'm sure I did. Oh, what a beauty that thing is. That was, uh, that had a smaller sheet of ice than most outdoor rinks. To say the least. That was, that was crazy. Alrighty, uh, we haven't even pumped out any of the the sponsors yet. Adam, you ever hit the gym lately? Go for a run, maybe? Uh, try to sweat out some of that booze? Uh, I thought I was gonna today, and we brought our workout stuff to Calgary. Um, actually, let's get into the Calgary trip first before we, before let's, we sponsor. Yeah, that's, uh, what's nutrition and performance can wait. Shout out. Uh, Calgary trip. You had a plug, went to Calgary because you're bandwing the Oilers. That was, uh, Interesting one. You got to meet a, a pretty cool guy there. I heard uh, Gully fired you a text. We went to morning skate to see the the Sask boy Gully coach coach the boys. Um, yeah, we just went to morning skate. Went down through the I guess for the players entrance. The guy said that Gullitson never gives him names, but he trusted us that they we were there for him. So let us in. Went and watched Flames morning skate. It was pretty like a nonchalant skate. Just a couple line rushes here and there, power play breakout, whatever. Coolest thing from that one was probably Kachuk just tipping 20 pucks in a row just wherever they were. That was, that was pretty neat. And then stayed to watch Florida skate. Uh, they only had about, I think, 13, 13 guys on the ice. At least Barkov was one of them. And some of the shit he does is just absolutely absurd just with the puck and just kind of fooling around with it. Uh, he was probably the coolest player to watch. And then we, Went kind of back down through the players' entrance after Barkov left the ice, and then we were walking 
we just did a lap kind of downstairs, and we saw Mike Smith walked by us. We didn't say hey or anything, just let the injured guy be. Play it cool. And then we were thinking about waiting for Gallatin, and then we just kind of said, oh, well, like, it's, it's a game day. We don't want to bother him. So we actually left, and we went to the the mall that was probably 10 minutes away. And as we were parking, I got a text, and it said, hey, if you and your buddy are still here, you can come see the rink. And I was like, off. Like, and then I kind of said, like, you know, like, don't, you don't need to go out of your way or anything. Like, don't do anything that you don't need to do or whatever. And then he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm here for a while. So come on down. So we went back and he took us in the flames dressing room and everything. And yeah, their dressing room is probably like the worst in the NHL. So it wasn't anything too special, but took us in the dressing room. Then we went into the gym. And Martin gelling us, he was just sweating, like the most I've ever seen a man sweat. And comes over, shakes her hand, introduces himself, chatted with him for a little bit. And then Galton showed us like their coach's room. And that's pretty much all they have in there. I think there was a player's lounge, but it wasn't really anything special. Or it was too out of the way. But another big man we met, Brian McGratton. I think he does like Flames player development and I think we were in the sticker or something. He came and Galton introduced him to us, and he is a large human. He is one. I wonder if he's developing fighters or something. Like, he is... Hey, I liked watching him play. That's one uh, tough guy on the ice. He was he was exciting. Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat those knuckles at all, but... <laughs> yeah, and then we kind of... We laughed and thanked him, got a picture with him, tweeted out on the Twitter account, our Twitter account at World Hockey RPT, and then I think after that we went to Regrub or whatever. I always see people post pictures of it. I went to Regrub in Edmonton, and it was the burger it's pretty was average. That thank you, I 100% agree. The the milkshake, nope, that was dumb. That was like ice cream. It was stupid. It wasn't even a milkshake. The burger was pretty plain and meh. That's I was not impressed. That's a solid 2.2 out of 10. Yeah, it was expensive too. Like I didn't really. That's a thirty. Eat, it's a like, thirty dollar like fast food meal. I know. So like that was pretty average. And then I think we just like went back to the hotel, chilled, hot tub. I'm a big hot tub guy. And then yeah, did that and had a couple pops before the game, and then went to the game, had a couple pops at the game, and then saw Barkov play. He had three points. Not a big deal. And then we went to a bar, and that's where I'll leave that. Uh, not to be named bar. We don't sponsor those. That's uh, We're not Barley Pop fans here. Just uh, wants to get in one in Calgary. So, yeah, it's a pretty sick trip though to Calgary. Good thing that Gully pulls through for the boys. I think you're now an official NHL insider. Something like that. We'll uh, have to get you some NHL credentials here soon. Get you out to some of those games, but... Yeah, just just uh, let's get to it there. What's nutrition performance? Anything you need, you need a workout plan, you need a meal plan, check it out. Uh, yeah, he's uh, kind of hooking the kids up right now, getting me on my uh, little journey to beach body. It's been a while, so ooh, going to the gym's not fun. I've spent about half the time in the steam room. I think it helps. I don't know if you, you do you sweat out fat or just booze or I'm not sure. Kind of got to eat healthy too, so doing a little bit of that. Uh, how do you get a hold of him, Adam? Uh, you can either give our man Curtis a call. Give him a call at 780-689-1871. 
Or you can email him, wnperformance2018 at gmail.com. And remember, Cody, fitness is a marathon and not a sprint. You couldn't say that any more robotic. What does he do when it's like not 2018 anymore? Is uh, what's going to change his email address? That's a, that's a gutsy one. I don't, I'm not sure if that's like, you know, it's kind of like your, your first email address where you weren't thinking it through. You're like, I'm just going to throw in a bunch of random letters and numbers and I'll remember this. And nope, not going to happen. Or the ones with like stupid names, like cute puppy lover 13. <laughs> I can imagine that was yours, eh? Actually, no, your, yours now is probably like, like rules or something like that. Barkov Lover. Yeah, Barkov Lover yeah. Trout Show. That's, uh, we gotta pick one. That's gonna be Adam's right now. New email address. If you wanna reach out to Adam, get him on your show. Barkov Lover 13. Hockey Boy. <laughs> at gmail.com. Try to uh, reach out to him. Also, if you're gonna be, uh, placing any bets this weekend, couple of big games, we'll get to that at the end of the show. Coming up very soon. Fairwaybet.net. All the Canadian listeners, 18 years or older. Fairwaybet.net. Huge selection of games. They got everything. Juniors. You can even bet on some of those uh, corrupt Olympic games. Just the hockey. Just the hockey. You know, uh, maybe maybe put a couple stacks down on Germany. They got to be big underdogs against Russia. They were like, they were like, I don't remember. Were they 450 against Canada this morning? I mean, yeah, some you could have won a lot of money. That's a two-hour investment, and you could have been a rich MF. You would have been l- just living. Bet pregame or live. Bet from your smartphone, tablet, PC. Bet on the go anytime, anywhere. Register today. Place a bet. World Hockey Report listeners get ten dollars welcome cash, just for free. You know what? Just a nice little credit. How do you do? Put ten bucks down on Germany. I'm not sure. You might not be disappointed. Only for World Hockey Report listeners exclusively at fairwaybet.net. Fair, honest, and fun. Adam, let's get to some of that college hockey top five. They're they're winding down too. I mean, uh, Beanpot's done, so you know it's serious season now. St. Cloud, we got them at number one. Tying a dub versus Michigan. Not two other crazy changes. Minnesota jumps up to number three. They had a big weekend against Ohio State. Denver, Notre Dame. Both kind of dropped down. One big one this weekend is going to be Denver at St. Cloud. Probably the biggest game of the season. Close out the season there. Who you got? Uh, give me St. Cloud. At home. I like them. The, the Huskies, they've got some swag. And they're picking it up. They had that little mid-season lapse ever since then. They've been doing pretty good. I, I would agree. i got, I got to choose them. Who do you think, you know, we're, we're getting down to the Frozen Four. We won't go into too many details, but you got to pick a national championship uh, or a national champion. Who do you got? Oh, put me on the spot. Uh, I do, if Northeastern can somehow come out of the East, I, I, was re- I really like them at the bean pot. Uh, but probably just like a safe bet's probably Denver or North Dakota, but I'll go Denver. North Dakota? You drunk? They've been pretty mediocre all year. They're uh, they're they're decent. Let's uh, okay, I won't be too hard on them. But yeah, Northeastern, if they get that offense going, uh, what's Primo and Net? He's he's good when he's on fire. St. Cloud's good. Minnesota State is basically like the Germany right now. They are just a frustrating team to play against. They play good defensively. They don't give you anything. They capitalize on their chances. That's a team where. They could pull off some upsets. 
end of the day, though, I'm going to pick St. Cloud. Huskies going all the way. ACHA, D1 rankings. Uh, they just released uh, rankings number 19, I think. Minot State still number one. Adrian, number two. Lindenwood, number three. Ohio, number four. And Illinois, number five. I've watched Illinois a couple of times now. Just uh, some of that weekend. Check out a little ACHA hockey. They stream a lot of them on YouTube, so that's pretty sick for me. Pretty convenient. I've watched Illinois a few times. They are very underwhelming. They're 16-8-2 on the season. And they're a number 5 team. Above Michigan, Dearborn, Liberty, UNLV, Arizona. That's questionable. I've... But who's doing the rankings, right? Not me. Not the expert. Central Oklahoma, 27-5 and on the year. They're at number 7. I, I think Minot State's going to be the, the favorite for sure. Ohio's also good. I think that tournament comes up uh, March 8th. When's that? Is that next weekend? What day are we at? February 23rd. March 8th. So that's two weeks away. Ah, we got another show before that. We'll get to that eventually. Other things. What's trending on Twitter this week, Adam? What was your uh, favorite tweet tweets? My least favorite was that person calling me out about the Lamaru. Uh We had some... I think the best one was the Scott Moyer yelling at the refs. How everyone just gifted that one right away. And now he's a national hero if he wasn't already. Yeah, that's... Uh, I even re- reposted that today. I said every Canadian right now after the, the Germany loss... Still disappointing, still heartbreaking. Going to take a night to get over that one. No chance I'm getting up tomorrow morning to watch that Canada versus Czech bronze game. Nope. I'm going to watch the replay. There is no chance. Going to stay up for that one. Yeah, that Scott Moore one's doing pretty good. Biggest one, obviously, that Gilbert Brule hit. Gross hit. My favorite, though, that threw the legs. I mean, guy pulls a tweener against Canada. 4-3 upset. You're a beauty. I mean, you deserve every retweet like you get. That's a sick tweener off a pass from Marcel Gotch. Shout out, Germany. Going to the finals. Going for gold. Other than that, uh, any games you're watching this weekend? And of course, if you're watching these games, take a, take a little check out there. Fairwaybet.net. Go sign up. 18 years or older Canadian listeners. You know what? Sign up. $10. Free cash, there's so much hockey on there. NHL, WHL, Olympics, European leagues, they've got everything. You know what, you can do it. Tablet, laptop, smartphone, really, whatever piece of electric device you've got in your hand. I know everyone's probably listening through their phone or laptop already, so no difference. Go sign up, get free 10 bucks, World Hockey Report listeners. Adam, what games are you watching? Well, Friday night, I'll, well, tonight, I guess, I'll be at the Blades game. Um, they play the Pats. They've won the season series already against the Mem Cup hosts who haven't looked too good. Uh, I'll be watching that. I might skip out on the first period and watch our boy Mark McMorris kill it. Um, that Saturday night, probably just Hockey Night in Canada, uh, Flames, Avalanche, Afternoon Thriller. Afternoon yeah. Delight there. I'm looking forward to that one. Flames, Avs. I've also got Blades Pats on my schedule. College hockey, Denver at St. Cloud. I mean, we brought that up. That's massive. One versus four. World Hockey Report rankings. Go check out the blog. It's huge. 
Also, the episodes are on iTunes, Google Play, 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Check it out. That's all pretty cool. ACHA. I've got University of Arizona versus UNLV. That's two top 10 teams going at it right before they get down to the Nationals. Other than that, Mark McMorris, buddy. That's going to be massive. I Could you imagine if we go 1-2-3 for gold? I mean, go make McMorris, Tutant, and uh, Parrot. That'd be, oh, I'll lose it. I would. Blades are going to be hearing about that one. That happens. Hey, that's going to do it. The show. What is it? February 23rd. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Adam, any last thoughts? Anything you've been uh, crushing on Netflix here? I'm kind of starting to look for a new series. Uh, no, I just continually watch The Office. and that's, Are, are that's you rewatching old life. episodes? Sorry? Are you rewatching old episodes? Oh, yeah. Like, that's my third time through. I don't watch. Like, I watched it all the first time. Second time, I think I stopped after season seven when Michael left because it was just, it just got stupid. Uh, yeah, and then I just rewatched the episodes. Like, it's so funny and there's so many, like, one-liners in there that you kind of forget about. But, oh, yeah. I know. And you, you pick up so many new ones. I love when Will Ferrell comes. That's probably like, oh my goodness, love those episodes. I, I 100%, I mean, watch those episodes over and over. Another funny one, American Vandal. You gotta check that out. That's uh, that's definitely a show you can crush in a day. I don't. There's only one season. Great show. Love it. That's uh, that's up there with the offices too. So, if you are bored, would highly recommend it. Whatever you're doing this weekend, make sure to watch some of that Olympics. Get it in you. I mean, it's once every four years. You're gonna miss out on it. If you if you sleep through, I mean, I'll be sleeping through that uh, the bronze medal game, but. Gold medal game Saturday night. You gotta pick a winner right now. Russia, Germany, who's getting the gold? Deutschland. Let's do it. I like it. Germany by 1000. Have a good weekend.